This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast episode <coughs> 143, uh, live-ish from San Diego. Sponsored by DCBS, this is comic book service, DCBS, and eMusic.
Hey, you're listening to the Fanboy Comic Book Podcast, and we do not have our shit together. Uh, I am uh, Josh. I'm here with... Ron. And Connor. And we are coming to you live from San Diego. It's, we're in our hotel room. Sort of live, yeah. We're recording we're, in our hotel room. We've broken away from the convention to do this here podcast. Um, so Almost we, forgot to do that. Oh, no, we didn't forget. No, we, would we never, knew. We would never do that to our people. We knew we had to. We just didn't know when. But uh, iFanboy.com is a website that we do. It's all about comic books. You probably know that, but uh, if you don't, go there, because it's awesome besides just this uh but on this show we like to talk about the best weeks uh, the best books of the week and we we talk about the pick of the week and the best thing there was and that would be uh ron's duty this week because he had the pick of the week uh before we get going there are going to be spoilers on this show because uh, we're going to talk about what happened in the books, uh, which is which sucks for Connor, who didn't get to read all his books. Yeah, so. Well, before we get going, I want to mention a few things. One is we're at San Diego, so things are a little bit rough. I only read part of my stack, so we're all going to. I'm sorry, we're not going to cover all the books we normally do. People, are, I apologize. Okay. The other thing is if this, this is free. If this is your first show. Yes. Normally, we're a lot more together. We're sort of off the cuff. We don't have our scripts. We don't. You know, we don't. It's okay. If this is your first show, maybe listen to last yeah, week's show. Just yeah. so you know, I'm just want people yeah. to know this is not the normal format. It's Fair a little bit. It's going to be all over the place, a little bit. Yeah, but so. but uh, fun, but fun indeed. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, exactly. we're certainly punchy, and that yeah. leads to <laughs> you have selected random jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you are upset, we didn't talk about your favorite book this week. I'm sorry, we just didn't get to read That's them. What all. The website's for yes, exactly. So um. And Connor got a text message, everyone. Um, so yeah, Connor so, gets text messages late at night, by the way. So somehow I, I always end up with the pick of the week on, on at San Diego. I don't know how. I don't know why. It feels like this is several years in the a row. The math works out for you. Um, for me, it's, yeah. it's divine intervention because yeah. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, exactly. So it's really, really hard to pick at San Diego, but, that, but there's no excuses. I've, I know I picked a controversial pick. And I'm going to preface this, guys, by minimize the shit you're going to give me because I'm going to own up to a lot of the problems with the right. book with my pick. Um, but ultimately, my pick of the week for this week was Uncanny X-Men number 500. Which was uh, written by uh, it was a it was a jam by Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, uh, Greg Land, and Terry Dotson. Um, and basically, what this is is that this is the first issue of the new status quo. I feel like I say that a lot in the X Men. Um, and what has happened is is that after the events of Messiah Complex and then the Divided We Stand, um, I think that was a, yeah, Divided We Stand kind of yep. storyline. Uh, what had happened was that the X Men were basically decimated. The mansion was blown up, blown up again. Blown up. Um, and the X Men basically disbanded, and they said there are no more X Men. Go off. And they were apart. And then, like I believe I called, I said they're going to come back together. Well, I don't think that was a big right, mystery. Yeah. They were not going to be apart forever. The books canceled. Uh, and, here's a solo Colossus series. And possibly, you know. A little bit of a little bit of criticism in that. I would like to have seen the X Men apart a little longer, but I also understand you know it's good. But that said, um, uh, so what has happened now? The the events is that they've they've after the weird thing that happened that drew them to San Francisco in the last storyline. I still don't understand that. There was a mutant, like a, there was a mutant that made everybody think they were in the sixties. Yeah, but I don't understand why that drew them all there to stay. But just well, like, well, because what happened was is that they they came to San Francisco and they realized that San Francisco was a uh, a freak friendly city. Um, a lot of weirdness happens in San Francisco. I can attest to that because I live there, and there's a lot of weird shit going on in that city. Um, so the idea being that they could be mutants, and that you know, like for example, Warren Worthington Angel can walk around with his wings out and with no problem, and um, and so what has happened is that Angel ponies up the money because um, they've they've separated from. He's Xavier. the mutant Tony Stark. He's the mutant Tony Stark, and they've built a, a brand new base. And basically, this issue is them kind of getting situated in San Francisco, and it ends with Cyclops you know, telepathically projecting around the world via Emma, saying, all mutants, come to San Francisco, or you're welcome here. Um, you okay, Josh? 
Yes. Okay. Um, so the, the what what really drew me to this issue before I get to the negatives of it is that um, the thing with the X Men is that a lot of people with these comic characters there's only there's there's a status quo there's a formula to it they tend to be very formulaic you know Iron Man tends to be you know, corporate espionage in some way and, and, or, you know, like the corporation aspect and the, you know, the Avengers tend to be kind of bigger in scale. Batman tends to be, you know, crime. X-Men, you know, are formulaic, you own up to it. But what Brubaker and Fraction are doing, what I think is long overdue, is that they're taking that formula that we know that works and just, and doing it, but doing it modernly. So as opposed to reuniting the team and rebuilding the mansion like we've seen 45 times, they said, you know, maybe it's time to leave Westchester. You know, nothing but bad news, nothing but bad stuff has happened there. Let's go to a new city, and so they, you know, establish this base in, in San Francisco and go from there. And even the, you know, the idea of gathering and the the idea of what they're doing has got a fresher kind of feel to it. And it really it, it gives me the feeling of the old X Men comics that I liked, but with an idea, but with a idea towards the modern, an idea towards the, the the more recent. That said, there are there are criticisms of the book in that um, in the writing itself, I felt as if sometimes is a bit overdramatic. Um, like um, one of the the main plot of the story is that there's a um, art installation to celebrate the X-Men and and the performance artist gets his hand on two uh, old Sentinels and when the X-Men find out about it they they freak out what they killed us why that's awful and and it just seemed really kind of overdone Um, and then the other argument is is on the art which I'm not going to defend Greg Land or say I like Greg Land that the Greg Land's art to me wasn't awful I just don't like the style I don't like I don't like a lot about it um, but that said, when I got through my when I got through my stack, it had this issue for, mainly for the writing and the direction the books are taking and the future that it had had me excited. And plus, it's the 500th issue of my favorite comic book. So, um, so this is I'm the pick s- of the week because it established the new direction for your favorite. book. Yeah. So, and can- you were happy with that direction. I, well, I was. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, generally I'm happy with the. I'm, I, I, there, there's more positive from a storytelling standpoint and a and a um, positioning of the character standpoint than, than there was negative. Then I, I didn't have any. I, I didn't have any problems with the idea of the direction of it, or you know, I, I had a problem with the execution of one scene and then with some of the art. Mm-hmm. Dodson's art, I think, is great. I, I that, like I, Dodson. Yeah, Dodson. I was I was upset that actually Dodson, Dodson. got more pages. And the way the, the way this book is going to move forward is that we got Dodson. Um, the way this book is going to move forward is that there's going to be an arc written by Brubaker. And, and drawn by land, and then Fraction and Dodson, and then they're going to trade off. So, is it weird to have a book? I, mean, I didn't read this. Uh, is it is it weird to have a book that has two artists in it? Yeah, sometimes it was jarring. I mean, that, that's... they tried to. I feel as if they tried to switch it up by scenes, but there was one point where it was the same scene, and it was just like, whoa, okay. I, I, but Captain America has different artists. Yeah, every now and then you don't notice yeah. it though. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, well, these are v- wide, varying standards. I well, mean, I styles. Mean, that, that, those, those books are seamless, so it doesn't yeah. really make a difference. Yeah. I read Brubaker's second. I guess no, not second arc because he didn't leave. But I came back to Brubaker's X Men because I didn't love the first time I read it. And I liked it, but I dropped off with this issue just because I don't like Greg Land's yeah. art um, or really Matt Fraction's writing. So I don't. That's half the creative team. But he's right. getting. He's getting. But the thing is, I'm just saying yeah, for me, I don't yeah. like it. That's yeah, fine. No, I mean, yeah, but the thing, but. I saw, but I read Ron's copy, and um, there was a couple of things that just really rubbed me the wrong way. One is I'm all I'm very pro environmentalism. Yeah, that but, was, and I'm I'm all about that. But they hammer you over the head with the greening of their base. The first yeah. half of the issue, it is every page is, and this is green, and this is green, and this is green. And it just makes it's, – it's, for me, it's just trivializing it more as part of a fad than it, than it should be. And the other thing is um, there was, a, there was a, a lot of references in this book to their fantastic view. 
they had from their base. Yeah. You've got to check out the view. The view is fantastic. And the, the shot was always of the people looking at the view. Yeah. If you keep talking about... <laughs> I didn't realize that. How great the view is. And they never... I'm, I'm yeah. waiting to turn the page to the two-page spread of this great view they have yeah. because they keep talking about how beautiful it is. That's And funny. that's why they moved here for the view. And they never showed us the view. Wasn't yeah. Sam Wilson's speech great at Captain America's funeral? <laughs> What does that mean? They never, oh. they never gave us this. Oh, because they never told us about it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was um, referencing something that happened months and months ago. Yeah, I was books. like, yeah, I was like, what? Huh? Um, but yeah, no, I see, I see that point. But the thing is, and then, and then again, like this, this is what it is: is that like I love the fact that it's realistically taking place in San Francisco. Like the the event happened at the SF MoMA, and like it's you know, it, it's the mayor isn't the real well, no, mayor. but then then the mayor is some woman, and it's not all Gavin Newsom. So it's not you know, like if and I don't know if there are legal issues or whatever the reason being, and and you know maybe we'll find out. But you know, it's it, I don't know. I but generally it's in the right direction. The direction that I want to see the team go more superhero. Honestly, it wasn't that much of a far cry from the first issue of Astonishing in my mind in terms of the in terms. I mean, aside from the art, and aside from you, you see know, the face, Connor. Yeah, just yeah I know exactly. <laughs> no, but in terms of in terms of setting, like astonishing was like here we are with the mansion. We're going to be superheroes. I, I definitely you know. see it's it's way more of a superhero feel, and yeah. it does it definitely feels more like a traditional uncanny X Men book. Yeah. I just have you know I just don't like two of the creators, so I'm not going to buy it. That's yeah. fine, but that's fair. You know, I don't have a problem with you picking this. I, it's kind of a no brainer you were going to anyway. It, it was it was a controversial pick. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh yeah, no, I, I, I knew, a, and I, I think I said that in the beginning of it. Well, this, but, I mean, yeah. I don't think you need to make any excuses for it I'm because not. I think as a Fuck as you. an X Men fan, uh, you know, this makes you happy, and yeah. if it does, that's awesome because. Mm. Honestly, you guys have had it a little rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've been kicked around a lot. And you keep sticking around. Well, you have one of <laughs> the like most Cubs controversial fans. artists yeah, in comics right on now, the book, so you're going to have yeah. a schism. If nothing else, it's a bold, bold choice. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So. <clears throat> he makes very dramatic faces. Yeah, <laughs> it's like his characters are over actors to me, and I say I don't really care. I'm, I'm not upset about about all that the tracing stuff or whatever so much because whatever. But the like the acting is just it's overacting. Yeah, it's it's I guess. Well, that's what happens when that's what happens when you draw from. Never let's not get it. Let's not get it. Uh, let's move along to uh, Daredevil one hundred and nine of uh, the books I read. Yeah, which were, <laughs> I'm looking at only few three or four. Uh, this was by far the best one I've read of, of what I've read. It was I, yeah, I think so this been my good. This would have been mine. Uh, the this is the third issue of the Rucka uh, Brubaker. Lark. Wow, it's all Brubaker. Uh, collaboration. Wow. Oh, it's a bunch of Brubaker collaborations. Uh, <laughs> and and this was the one where it felt like it was moving. I wasn't watching Mopey Matt. And there was a big scene in the middle of them meeting in a lawyer's office and arguing about legal like, briefs. The case, yeah. The case. And I was like, wow, that's neat. But then then Daredevil goes out and he busts some heads. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I liked it. I had and a lot of And it ends on a, no, a, a gasping cliffhanger. Yep. Yep. It was. It was. We were talking about this before. We were talking. About I did not see this coming. By at the, we're talking at the pool because mm-hmm. that's how awesome our lives are. Um, San Diego. Um, and saying how you know we always say that Daredevil has to have a really really good issue for it to stand out because it's always so good. And this was that issue. This was the one that I read first time I've read in a while. I was. I thought, damn, that was really good. Mm. I mean, yeah. that was just it hit everything. It had it had the great art. It had the it, great it, dialogue. And because of that, like when the story's better, the art's better. The whole yeah. thing it's just it's just fresher and more yeah. fun. And it's really cool because you know it it didn't happen right away. The first couple were good, yeah. but this it was a build up kind of thing. Ruckus it, definitely shot some juice into this book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear lord. <laughs> oh. You know, we have to go talk to him in a little while. Uh, he won't know I said Can it. you tell oh, us about wait. the juice you shot at the Daredevil? <laughs> Can I just say Michael Lark does really nice cars? 
Yeah, no, he, he, dri- he drives that Mustang beautifully. Man, he had some great sequences. Man. The sequence where Daredevil pops up in the back of that guy's car was yeah. an excellent and it's, sequence. And it's getting slowly closer and closer with each panel and increasing the tension. This yeah. was this was fantastic. Uh, I liked many things about it. Some we got some of the mystery solves. We yeah. got all those things. It was just it was just good. That's um, great. Yeah, um, I just feel like Daredevil's a little brighter. Like the red in this was a little. Yeah, more it was the bah. coloring was strong. It was yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, great, great issue. Um, real quick, just to go back to Uncanny X Men number five hundred, I was just looking at the cover and I realized I didn't notice this till now, but Cyclops has a jetpack on it, and that's a little silly. <laughs> I, I acknowledge that. I, I acknowledge that it's Cyclops in a jetpack. He's wearing a jetpack. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, that's weird. Um, nunchucks from Scalp. So, <laughs> so a book that uh, book that uh, I know Connor was excited about that came out was the uh, the CBLDF uh, Image Comics production of Liberty Comics uh, number one. Um, yep. or just Liberty Comics. Um, and uh, basically this is a fundraiser for the CBLDF. So if you like comic books and you like and you don't like censorship, um, go out to your store and pick this book up. Um, but it, it was this is a really neat little, um, just in time for the convention, fun uh, kind of little anthology and an issue. Um, you had a little mini boy story from Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. You had a, a, Dar- a great Darwin Cook uh, story with Dave Stewart coloring. Um, you had a... a f- very funny House of Dracula story. I love story. the House of Dracula story. Yeah, by Mark Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you, we saw Monkey Man and O'Brien, who we haven't seen in a while, from Art Adams. Very um, briefly. Uh, Elephant Man from Richard Starkings and, and uh, Morty Tat and J.G. Rochelle. A, a really neat little, yeah. very uh, dark story from uh, Ed Brubaker and John Phillips, yeah, a criminal. Yeah, so, a crim- I mean. A little criminal one, love. And, and, story. and I, I had a ton of fun with all the little Sergio Aragonis and Mark yeah. Evanier one-page one little things. They were great, yeah. And I had, uh, had a Danger Girl cover by J. Scott Campbell, go figure. Or a Hellboy and, cover. Or a Hellboy cover by Mignola um, and it was just neat I mean J-Bone had a little Gobocon story which is great mm-hmm. I mean you know like this is a great it was a great kind of thing celebrating comics and you know it's not it's not too heavy um, but it was four you know, bucks it benefits the CBLDF yeah uh, so check that yeah. out and Garth Hennis still hates superheroes apparently <laughs> Hulk yes. balls yeah. Hulk balls I really I didn't know what that was for a minute I was like what the oh they're Hulk balls <laughs> but, on, but I think the standout was the was the, Dar- the Dracula story really, it's, yeah. about, it's about an aging Dracula well, well, he's, he's immortal. Just, yeah, he's immortal. He's very he's, resigned. He's yeah. not evil. Dracula yeah. in the modern world who just... But he's, yeah. He goes to the doctor. But he still wears the old outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. <laughs> the cave and the medallion. Yeah. I was so. expecting the criminal one to be my favorite, but really yeah. it, was, it was the Dracula one. Yeah, well, speaking of Mark Miller, um, it was a big week for him um, in that he also had War Heroes number one, uh, his miniseries with Tony Harris on art, finally come out from Image Comics. Uh, it's two ninety nine. This is supposed to come back out in June. It got a little delayed. Um... Uh, I didn't know what to expect of this. I knew that it was a, um, I knew it was going to be a war book, and I thought it was going to be a straight up kind of uh, military kind of story. But it's not got, from, it's not from Mark Miller. Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a twist. What did you think, Josh? Uh, I actually really liked this. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was the greatest thing I'd ever read, but um, you know, I, this was if, if this was the better stuff that Mark Miller does. Clem uh, Robbins lettered it. Uh, he's an excellent letterer, is he not? Um, I don't know when Tony Harris has time to do more books. Uh, I believe he's already on a regular series, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a six issue. It's a six issue mini, and the the premise is basically is that it's it's like it's it's a slight divergent um, present um, where the the war on terror goes somewhat badly, and we end up uh, the Capitol building gets blown up, well, it, and it, then there's we, a bunch of really horrible terrorist yeah, attacks on yeah. American soil. We, so go, we go, to, go to war with everyone. We go to war with Iran, and there's a, there's some more bioterror and stuff like that. And what what I thought was really interesting was that. 
the war on terror turns nasty and people start fleeing to Canada and they mm-hmm. reinstate the draft. And so to, to combat people not actually wanting to go to war, America introduces the ability to take a pill and get superpowers. For 24 hours. For 24 hours, thus making the, our, our army a bunch of superheroes. Mm-hmm. So you've got people with super strength, people who can fly, people, you know, like, and, you know, and it was, a, I, it sucked me in. It was a pretty good twist. And so you, in the story, you see a guy who came, came back from war on leave. You see a guy who's, you see a bunch of people who've enlisted. Um, and it's, it's interesting interesting to see the idea of superheroism powers and things like that combined with realistic grim gritty war and terror kind of war type you know it's a very realistic book for him to do and yeah. I found that the stuff that he does that exists more in the real world than the stuff that he does sort of in the Marvel universe tends to be a little bit better yeah uh, he has a, he's a good head for that stuff uh, it's, it's very early like we don't really get to know any of the characters in this yet it's very introductory so but it's a good premise I yeah. mean it's yeah. actually the feeling of the book the tone is really not all that far off from something like DMZ which yeah. is not something that I consider to be Mark Miller's, you know, that's not his. his no, yeah, I, I totally got. I got a. I got a, a slight vibe of DMZ. Um, um, it's it's interesting to read. It's sort of a perspective on America from a guy who isn't American, and it's a very dark sort of thing. I mean, this is obviously of one sort of political mindset. Um, Tony Harris, really nice stuff. I thought he really did a good job of of uh, drawing soldiers and the way that they look and their weapons and everything in a in a near future, yeah. you know, and and. I don't know. It, it it could be very interesting. It could take a really weird turn. Yeah. Um, but I I, I want to read the next one. I I enjoyed it. Cool. So there. Excellent. Avengers. Uh, uh, lest we don't talk about the the newest Secret Invasion. Dun dun dun. It's really like Secret Invasion Weekly. It really is. You know what it is though. We what? saw the end of it in the first issue, or no. like it, like we saw the the beginning of it in the first issue, and now for. Five months, we're going to go back and see the stuff that happened before that, and yeah. then the last issue is going to be the, the, how it ends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the, well, this issue is still is is set in the Savage Land, and we've got uh, Captain America, who seems like Captain America, Spider Man, and Kazar and his uh, Savage Land crew kind of squaring off in a little bit of a triangle. No one knows who to trust. Spider Man's trying to point out to Captain America that he's dead, but Sp- Captain America is fairly certain that he's alive. Um, we got a, a couple of really interesting panels of Captain America punching Zabu, uh, which is uh, Kazar's saber tooth tiger. Which the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, he punched Zabu, and then I turn the page and Punch oh, Zabu he again. punches him again. That's, <laughs> like, that's how I sum this whole series up. That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Um, and then so then we go back and we find out that Captain America is a scroll. Um, but then he, even after he's a scroll, he's still insisting he's Captain America, and we see we see the process of how they made him, how they they made, and so basically they're brainwashing these scrolls to make them think they're the people. They're, but the, the scrolls had volunteered for it. That's, yeah, they, yeah, no, they, yeah. I, you know what? I I really liked a lot of this. Um, I really liked this from the scroll perspective. I mean, yeah. when you look at it from their story, like they're they're getting revenge on us because we really messed them up. I yeah. mean, like this guy was a, basically a freedom fighter. You know, if anything else, and, and he volunteered for this horrible thing to happen, you you actually kind of feel bad for him. We do in this one get the explanation that all of those duplicates on the Savage Land are scrolls. There's no more mystery about that. That's what they are. Yep. Um, I think as we predict, predicted when we saw them, I don't. Yeah, think sure. Was... I mean, I I kind of thought, well, maybe there's Poor a twist. Mockingbird. But... I know she's oh, dead. Clint's gonna get. Clint's, that's gonna that's gonna send all, all Hawkeye back a couple of steps. Mm, no, they're never gonna touch it. That's my guess. You seriously think so? They're not mocking. They no, dude, you don't know Marvel scene. zombie fans who freak out over Hawkeye Mockingbird. Mm. Seriously, if they don't he's, address that, he's not Hawkeye now. He's Ronin. I know, but Ronin still, Mockingbird. Don't underestimate the Mockingbird fans. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Like, look right. There'll be an issue where he mentions it, but yeah, no, it's not. It's gonna be more than a mention. It's gonna be a whole. I'm, it's gonna be a whole issue of Avengers. Avengers. Right. Okay, that's fine. my guess. Yeah, in three years. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. This wasn't bad, but it's again, we're still telling. Did you read backstory. it? Yeah, I read this. It was the same problem we've had: is that it's just we're treading water. And again, within that treading water, you do get good stories, and this was entertaining. But at the same time, at, at the end of the day, I don't feel like anything has moved on. Well, it's because you're a stick in the mud. I, I no, I, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, I it was a good saying. story. It's just yeah. I want you know. Yeah. I almost feel like not. Not talking about this books anymore because it's the same thing we say every time. Is that that was okay? But I really like something to happen. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to think about it individually, and as an individual yeah. issue, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I no, enjoyed I mean, it. And the thing is, it is as opposed le- to the Electra one last week, which we didn't even talk about, which was just bad. I don't think it was just bad. It just of, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a whole issue worth of material. I guess maybe yeah. if they just told the story in a different order instead of doing Pulp Fiction with it, just yeah, tell it straight. For, I mean, Not I don't literally. know. Maybe you'd re- maybe they'll re- reorder it for the the trades. Yeah. Know. Well, um, if you want to keep up on Secret Invasion, uh, you can get all your comic books from Discount Comic Book Service. Um, they've got a great, great website at uh, DCBS Service, DCBService.com, um, where you can do you know, pick the comics you want to buy, you know, kind of subscribe to the issues. They will mail them to you. They've got great rates on shipping, and they get everything that's in previews. Um, you can order your, you can track your orders online. It's awesome. So go to DCBS, DCBService.com for Discount Comic Book Services. Discount Comic Book Service, I'm a little tired. Yes. Um, and they will uh, satisfy your comic book and itch. I thought you were going to say needs. Needs. Then it's going to get dark. Yeah. Let's move on, fellas. I'm out of books. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple back. things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I did manage I, to read uh, Immortal Iron Fist number 17, which is the... I laughed when I read this because I remembered the last one where you, you, the, the, the page of the, the last issue... The transition. Yeah. The, and where we said, oh, wow, this looks like a really good story that's coming up, but mm-hmm. that art looks awful. Well, uh, um, this was the first issue by writer uh, Dwayne uh, Swarczynski. I'm going to go with that as the pronunciation. Uh, and uh, artist, the main book artist was tra- travel, 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 travel foreman, foreman. Uh, and then Russ Heath did the flashback stuff. I really like the Russ Heath bits. He's a classic artist, uh, really nice sort of old west stuff. I, I really like this issue. Uh, I know Ron, you, you didn't love the art. You really didn't like the art. I, I really didn't mind didn't like it. That. Um, I, I d- d- really didn't like it. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's a stylistic thing. I don't think it was bad. It was just a certain kind of. I didn't mind it. I thought it worked well. I actually really enjoyed this issue, and I, I hadn't really expected much out of it. Um, so I, I'm willing to keep going with this, definitely. Wow, so you're going to stick with Iron Fist? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. They I liked up the Rand thing, the Rand Corporation. We have a new guy involved, which I, I thought it was a little lame, though, where like the guy made a big deal about retiring and leaving and quitting, and then, then it's like, yeah, but he's back. He's helping us out. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's comics, though, because know, the I thing know. is, every new writer has to deal with what happened before them. I know. And if you have to fudge things a little to get it going, no one's going to remember that. Understood. You know. Uh, no, but this, I thought this was – did you like the story? Yeah, yeah. I thought the story was fine. Yeah. I thought it was good. It kept yeah. the one foot in the present and the one foot in the past yeah. like they had before yeah. in a good way. And it introduced, it introduced the villain in a good way. And, right. And, 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 and it's continuing the legacy of the Iron Fists and, and all the that story kind of stuff. about yeah. all Iron Fists dying at 33, that's interesting. I yeah. want to know. I mean he's yeah. going to get out of it. Yeah. You know, I love that, that uh, Luke Cage is a part of this book now. Yeah, you know he should be. That's this a nice dynamic between him and the heroes for but hire. But he's in the Savage Land. Wait a minute. Who cares? Uh, you know, <laughs> and 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 you know, I didn't care about a heroes for hire book. But if they're all going to show up in this one, I'm cool with that. Awesome. Um, then uh, the finale for Dan Dare Seven came out. Uh, double size issue. I read the first four pages. The big battle with the Mekon. Uh, I don't. Connor, they win. <laughs> what? The good guys win. I will say this: of the four pages I read. 
there was a couple of fantastic moments. Like there. when Dan Dare steps off the ship with the, with the Marines, he's got the sword. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. You want to talk about a big old meaty finale to a big it's old meaty sized. story? Double size. There's all sorts of stuff in it. It's one of those books where the splash pages, the big vistas are really well-placed and good. And they're very satisfying in that way as opposed to, wait a minute, they're just skipping through this. There was room for Gar- it. Gary there. Erskine is, is an underrated talent, I well, think. Well, there's things in this that he does really well and there's things that he doesn't do so well. His, <laughs> his figures tend to be a little stiff. Um, but his giant battle scenes tend to be awesome. Yeah. I always like I always like Garth. He's love, staying on the book the next yeah, movie, but yeah. it's not Garth Ennis. I love the designs of the ships, like the British ships. They look like spaceships and they look like yeah. warships. Uh, the little fighters look like uh, you know, like Spitfires and P fifty ones, but they're right. but they're spaceshipy. I love that that style of design. This is like everything Ministry of Space was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, which, yep. No, that wasn't bad. It just took eight years to come out. Three issues. Um, exactly. <laughs> Bollocks. There, there was. I mean, so, I was. Maddox. I was culturally relevant there. Yes, you were. Um, it had a really nice sort of bittersweet ending. Sod. Uh, <laughs> oh, sod all you bollocks. Uh, it was great. It was a good ending. I wish that Garth Ennis would write more because the story is going to continue. This was called Volume One. Yeah. Cunt. You know. Do you have any more comic books to talk about? Um, I can say this is so lame, and I'm sorry, but I I, I looked through this Joker's Asylum Scarecrow, and the art's fantastic. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's all I can say about. You haven't that. read it yet. No, but the, the, art, the art is very it it's like uh, kind of cartoony. Check this can out. I can I mention James Robinson uh, Superman really quickly? Sure. sure. It was weird. <laughs> I mean, did you Ron? Did you read it? No, fuck no. No. <laughs> Well, I love how we always have to try his books, but oh, this art is really good in in, in this Scarecrow. Yeah, it's great. Joker's Asylum. This is awesome. Who is this? I don't know. Look at the cover. You've got it. You're all the way over there. Wando. He's Hispanic anonymous. He's an anonymous Mexican man. <laughs> it's Wando. <laughs> Isn't that when you like like a like a body turns up? This is great. Wando is really good. This is Wando. Where you been all my life? Uh, anyway, so Superman. Superman I saw on our website it was very controversial again. Superman Why? 768. Uh, it, it was like the century. I mean, like Did in, he the, cry? in the middle of it. No, in the middle of it, the villain Atlas starts having flashbacks, and then it goes back to like the Jack Kirby style, like and with dot pitch. You know, awesome. like no, because I didn't know what the hell it meant. And I know uh. the one thing I know about reading James Robinson is hang around, he's going to explain it, so I'm yeah. cool with that. And if you don't know about reading James Robinson, hang around, he's going to explain it. And most of the time, it's good, but it doesn't make any sense yet. Um, there was a beautiful, beautiful scene with Superman, uh, Clark, and Lois at the dinner table because Jimmy Olsen is like, oh, he's talking to Lois, and he doesn't know that Superman is Superman, but she does. And, and he's like, oh, the morning Superman's had. And then she, they have like a little fight and a little squabble at the dinner table because she doesn't like crypto. And he's, and he's like, but he's our dog. And then he's like, is this about Zatanna? And I was like, what happened to Zatanna? It was, uh, there was a fish nets and great all scene. jealous of her. Those are the scenes that James Robinson I, does really good. I haven't read this either, but I did read the scene that Josh pointed me out to the bickering scene. And I love the fact that Oh, this got, is awesome. He loves that. It's, I believe you said, uh, fuck no. Didn't fuck you no, just, I can't say Superman, but this is great. I, I do like that they're giving Superman a personality. I do like that they, they have him bickering with Lois. I do, I do like when they give him, when he's more... I just want to be more of a human, which is funny because that's what he wants to be. But I want him to be. Look writ- at you! Oh, the irony. I want him to be written more with more personality. I don't like, you know, I like mm-hmm. when when he when he has a bit of a edge to his dialogue. He yeah, should. no, it's was, it was good good stuff. Cool, enjoyed. So um, there, enjoy. I'm looking forward to reading Green Lantern Corps. I hear that's very good. 
And two face year one. I didn't mean anything. I'm so sorry. Connor's Connor's had a rough convention, folks. Yeah. We've been busy. We've been busy. But that's going to be ultimately to your benefit, so you'll have yeah. to forgive us. So um, uh, before we tell you a little more about the convention, uh, let me tell you about uh, eMusic. Uh, if you like music, you got to go to eMusic.com forward slash iFanboy, where you can get 50 free downloads of undrm music. And even better, we've selected about 20 or 25 songs that, that, that we like. Well, let's be honest, that I like. Uh, <laughs> some of them are mine. Uh, yeah, but you have to just, like them, too. Yeah. Um, and so you can download those or you can download whatever you want. So go to emusic.com slash iFanboy. It helps us out when you sign up. So please sign up. We'd appreciate it. Um, so we're, unfortunately, we got to cut the show a little short. Um, it's a little, it's a, it's a mini version of the longer pick of the week podcast. Um, this is not precedent. Yeah, no, it is not precedent at all. But we do have a couple of minutes, and we just want to touch upon the fact of that we're at San Diego Comic Con. Um, hopefully, some of you were going to ifanboy.com or revision 3com forward slash ifanboy. Some of the saw some of the videos we were doing from there. Um, but we thought we'd take a couple of minutes and and kind of give you some reflections of the con. As I sit here rubbing my head, I feel I've sunburned it. Have you sunburned it? Yes. It is hurting. Yeah. Mm, you want to always use uh, sunblock on it. But yeah. it's been a fun con. I mean, I, well, strangely enough, we're sitting here and, uh, and it's halfway through and it w- this is the day traditionally it's very packed. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like still Wednesday was the was the most packed day. Well, Wednesday yeah, well, night. Wednesday night, the preview night, you know, that used to be there are kind of solace nights to kind of walk around. Didn't and that they used to limit, really limit? It used to limit it to press and professionals, but now they open it to people who booked, who bought all four day passes. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I thought yesterday was 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 as packed as as Wednesday was. Um, we've we've we're parts of it. We've tried to avoid the con floor as much as we it's can. It's funny on we haven't seen a lot of it. To yeah. be completely honest, like yeah. we're very well versed with the middle. We yeah. we know we know DC Marvel Image Oni Top Shelf Dark Horse. Yeah, we know that circuit really well. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know the thing is that I mean I mean if you're, you if you haven't I mean if you've avoided the news or the newspapers or anything like that, then you might not know that Comic Con is a huge media event and their movies and video games and all that kind of crap um, all that kind of crap yeah, um, so it's a lot of fun if you've never been to San Diego 125,000 people yeah, or so you, more that's going to be this can year. I can I say we we did we met a lot of people yeah. uh, we had our party on on Friday night and and a, a, a lot of people came out an overwhelming so, number of people and I, I apologize there actually so many of you I couldn't start to name people if I tried because it's a yeah. little blank but thank you we had a really good you can hear my voice that's because yeah. of that that was honestly the most one of the most fun parties I've been to in a while yeah it was, yeah, a, lot it was of fun. a really fun party yeah um and you know we, we were in this really hip bar with beautiful people all over the place and we we own that place yeah um, yeah no we totally represented it was awesome and it was like there were just so many you know like. You know, comic book folks, and then then like all the normal people came in. We still held strong, and like yeah. we had a whole section of the party, and it was uh, the, the whole place, and it was just awesome. To, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, just like the the audience that we have is is such a diverse sort of group of people. It's it's all over the place, and and there's no like, well, the people who listen to podcasts or read comics or this type of person or whatever. It wasn't that way. There's all sorts of people, and they're all very. Hey everybody! Look, it's Gordon the intern. Gordon the intern, Gordon the intern just, just the room literally the crap out of Ron. Freaked me the frack <laughs> out. It, like I turned and he's just standing there. It was very, very weird. This has been a weird, surreal weekend. Well, uh, you might uh, be quiet because you were all recording. I didn't want to make a noise. No, you were you were as stealthy as a mouse. So, <laughs> I, don't do that ever again. Ron jumped and then I jumped as a result of Ron jumping. Yeah. We were about to be murdered in a hotel room. Cement the night. Tiki, I've been hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you for everyone who came. The people, uh, you know, there's uh, people from the forums, uh, David Campo and Cass, who managed to sneak in. Although he was only 20. What are you yeah. saying that for? Uh, He'll get extradited. He didn't drink anything. Um, Angela, uh, da- Daniel. Daniel, Josh wasn't going to try to name people, but Connor Tio and well. Katie yeah. and Miranda and Jennifer yeah. and Ian, like just people. There was you know, so many people. Um, just a great time for had by all. It was yeah. it was really fun. 
Yeah. Um, so, and, 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 Josh, and, and Josh is paying for it. Today. Now, the thing is that now just I know some of you might be concerned about our health. Um, it, it was touch and go for a while. Some of these conventions, I don't believe any of us are really sick. It just restrained voices, and, mm-hmm. and there's something going on in my knee. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think Josh has gout. No, Josh, Josh does has, have gout. Josh has, Josh has rickets. I have rickets. Yeah, and scurvy. I have a, t- I have a touch of rickets. So, um, so what, what you want to do is, if you like iFanboy, if you like... Do you San- have mild rickets? If you like San Diego, you're going to want to check out the minis that we put out while we're here at San Diego, as well as this whole week at iFanboy.com, or Revision3.com slash iFanboy, where we're going to have a whole bunch of minis from the con floor. And then our big, big San Diego show, as well as several shows, uh, video shows about San Diego, will be coming out all through the month of August. So make sure you go to iFanboy.com to check all that out. And the shows with people that we're really excited about. So yeah, we're, we're very excited about the stuff that we got. We got some good stuff, people. We're here. pretty sure that you'll like them, too. Yes. So tune in next week as we return to our format. Yeah, we'll be back to our normal hour-long format. We went a little early, about a half hour this time. But, you know, hey, we got to get back we'll to We'll be back work. with all the books and the emails and the voicemails. So listen, yeah. get the iFanboy.com. It's good there. The The video show that just came out this last week was, was 40 Minutes with Alex Robinson. It was one of my favorite shows that I've ever done. It was uh, a great job. Yeah, thank seriously. you. Uh, next week, there's going to be uh, just a, a voicemail show. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, which is very entertaining, and then after that, it's just it's interview madness. Yeah. So just I f- all the all the creators you wanted to have anything to do with ifanboy.com, revision3.com dot forward slash ifanboy. And you can send us uh, what's email it? email contact at ifanboy. I didn't know what this simple was, meant. I, yeah. Ron's yeah. <laughs> not good with his nonverbal signals. Contact at ifanboy dot com. You can call us at eight 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 fanboy three two six two six nine seven. And there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff that we probably should say, but. Um, we gotta go. Ifanboy.com so. slash about donations. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, the Twitter you know people are on it. Yeah, twitter.com slash ifanboy. Twitter's been awesome at the San Diego Comic Con about getting in touch with people and, and a big ups to Gordon the intern for uh, hanging out at the con and helping us out. Booth babes. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't know he was gonna do that. So the first um, year we've had our own booth babes. Yes, we did. We had iFanboy booth babes. It was awesome. All right, um, next week we're back with the regular show, voicemails. Emails. Connor's going to read all his books. User reviews. User reviews. Oh, yeah. man, I feel like a jerk. Why? I don't know. It's like we didn't keep anybody in the loop here. What do you mean? I mean they don't have their stuff on. Next week, though, we're going to Next gonna week, we're going to be on top of it, yeah. So I think it's understandable. We're, you know, honestly, though, we're, we're lucky we're getting this done. So let's be, let's be realistic. <laughs> don't tell them they're lucky. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're lucky we're getting it done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, all right, um, we totally have an, uh, an appointment for an interview to get to. Yeah, so we're going to roll. So until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I am Josh. And you are Gordon the Intern. Booth babes. Mm-hmm.